Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Welcome back, friends. I am excited for another great story from the Bible today. Do you remember the name of the prophet we were introduced to last week? If you said Elijah, then you are correct. Elijah was a prophet of God sent by God to give a warning to the king of the northern kingdom of Israel, King Ahab. King Ahab and his wife Jezebel had brought Baal worship into the palace and into the land. They built temples for the people to sacrifice to Baal, and they built Asherah poles throughout the land for the people to worship to the goddess Asherah. Elijah had come to King Ahab and told him that the Lord would stop the rain from falling on the land because of their idolatry. And sure enough, for three and a half years, there was no rain in the land. The crops had died because there was no water to cause them to grow. So the Israelites found themselves without food. This is called a famine. Can you say famine? A famine is when there is little to no food to eat. It was a time of great fear and anxiety. No amount of prayers to Baal seemed to help them. In the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now, truth seekers, this would have taken much courage on the part of Elijah. He was the one in the first place who had given the word of the Lord that there would be no rain. The king was furious, and for three years King Ahab had searched for Elijah to kill him for this word. And now, The Lord was telling Elijah to go directly to King Ahab. Elijah knew that his Lord would protect him, and so Elijah would obey. The famine had reached the capital city of Samaria where King Ahab lived in his palace. It was so severe that even the king's horses and mules were hungry and needed food to eat. So King Ahab called his head supervisor, the man in charge of running his palace, Obadiah. Now, before we move on in the story, there's something you need to know about Obadiah. Obadiah was a devout follower of Yahweh. He loved the Lord with all his heart and soul. He did not bow down to or worship Baal. Obadiah had not left the land like many of the other Israelites did, who moved to the southern kingdom of Israel when they saw so much idolatry taking place in the north. Obadiah had stayed, maybe thinking he would try to be a light in the darkness, maybe thinking he would pray for his fellow Israelites that God would move their hearts away from idolatry. And so here he found himself serving the most wicked and evil king and living in his palace. How could he be in the palace of the king and queen, you ask? Well, they most likely did not know that Obadiah was a true follower of Yahweh and not of Baal. Obadiah loved the Lord so much that when Queen Jezebel began killing all of the prophets and followers of Yahweh left in the northern kingdom, Obadiah had taken 100 prophets of Yahweh and he had hidden them in two caves. 
50 prophets in each. And during that time, he supplied them with food and water secretly to keep them alive. If the king or queen ever found out, he surely would have been killed and the prophets with him. Now, King Ahab had called Obadiah to him and said, Go through the land to all the springs and valleys. Maybe we can find some grass to keep the horses and mules alive so we will not have to kill any of our animals. So they divided the land they were to cover, Ahab going in one direction and Obadiah in another. As Obadiah was walking along, searching for green grass to feed the animals, there came Elijah. Obadiah recognized him and bowed down to the ground and said, Is it really you, Elijah? Yes, he replied. Go, tell your master, the king, Elijah is here. Obadiah was suddenly terror-stricken. What have I done wrong? asked Obadiah, that you are handing your servant over to Ahab to be put to death. As surely as the Lord your God lives, there is not a nation or kingdom where King Ahab, my master, has not sent someone to look for you. And whenever a nation or kingdom claimed you were not there, he made them swear they could not find you. But now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here. I don't know where the Spirit of God may carry you when I leave you. If I go and tell Ahab that you are here, and he comes to find you, and you are not here, he will surely kill me. Yet I, your servant, have worshipped the Lord since my youth. Haven't you heard, my Lord, what I did while Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets in two caves, and I supplied them with food and water. And now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here? He will kill me. Elijah said, As the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. Elijah reassured Obadiah that he was not going anywhere. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When King Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? Ahab called Elijah a troubler of Israel because he blamed Elijah for keeping the rain from falling. But Elijah said to Ahab, I have not made trouble for Israel, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 400 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. Oh my, true seekers, what do you think is about to happen? It sounds like there's about to be a showdown. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. Elijah said this because the people of Israel had been worshiping both Baal and Yahweh. Sometimes they would offer sacrifices to Baal. And sometimes they would offer sacrifices to Yahweh. Elijah knew that God would not stand for this. Do you remember when we learned that God is looking for those who would follow Him with their whole heart? The Lord will not share His glory with another God. 
He is the only one to be worshipped. When Elijah said this, the people were silent. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves, and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your god Baal, and I will call on the name of Yahweh, the God who answers by fire. He is the true and living God. Well, true seekers, can you imagine the courage of Elijah? Out there putting their false god Baal to the test. If Baal really was alive, if he really could hear, if he really did answer prayers, then let him consume the animal on the altar by fire. The people agreed with Elijah's test. They said, What you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull given to them and prepared it and set it up on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. After this had gone on for hours, Elijah began to taunt them and said, Shout louder. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or maybe he is traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. Well, this only made the prophets more determined. And so they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until their blood flowed. Midday passed. Hour after hour passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying and crying out to Baal until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was still no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been ruined by Queen Jezebel and her people. Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel, descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the twelve stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a deep trench around the altar, large enough to hold two seahs of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bowl into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water, and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Wait, did you hear that? Elijah was ordering water to be poured upon the animal and the wood? I don't know a lot about science, but I do know that water is used to put out a fire, not help start one. And then Elijah commanded them, do it again. And they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. There was so much water that it ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. Elijah was proving a point. Water could not even stop the fire of God. At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, 
O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. True Seekers, what do you think happened next? Suddenly, in an instant, the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, including the wood, the stones, the soil, and it looked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell face down and cried, The Lord Yahweh, He is God! The Lord Yahweh, He is God! Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal! Don't let them get away. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go and eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Now, you might be wondering, why did Elijah do that? Well, Elijah knew that the Lord would bring rain. Now that the people had repented and called on the name of the one true and living God, Elijah was sure rain would come. God had promised him it would. That did not mean that Elijah still would not pray. Elijah crouched down to the ground in a posture of prayer. He was waiting on the Lord to fulfill his promise for rain. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there his servant said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. And seven times Elijah sent his servant to look in the sky towards the sea. Elijah would not lose hope. Elijah had faith in God's word. Even though he could not see the rain, he believed it would come. The seventh time the servant came back and reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. And Elijah then knew the rain was coming. He said, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Elijah knew the rain would come and cause the ground to become mud and the king would be stuck in his chariot. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, and a heavy rain came on, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. And the power of the Lord came upon Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab, running faster than his chariot under the power of God, all the way to Jezreel. Dear True Seekers, there are so many truths we can find in this story. Isn't God amazing? Isn't He great? Doesn't this story just make you want to jump and shout and praise Him? There is no one or nothing that can compare to Yahweh. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. When Elijah told the people their hearts were divided, he meant that they had been worshiping both Baal and Yahweh. But Baal was not the one who brought them up out of slavery from Egypt. Baal was not the one who parted the Red Sea. Baal was not the one who fed them in the desert. Baal was not the one who brought the walls of Jericho down. Elijah gave the people a chance to see what Baal could really do. They soon realized that Baal could do nothing for them. 
but keep them in bondage and fear and keep them from worshiping the one true and living God. Friends, the same God who responded when Elijah called and sent fire to consume the offering on the altar is the same God you and I serve today. He has not changed. Yahweh is still alive and moving and answering our prayers. He is the same God who sent his son Jesus to die for us. Jesus showed the same power when he healed the sick and raised Lazarus from the dead and when he raised himself from the dead. The God you and I serve is a God of living power. Sometimes we forget this because we too have let our hearts become divided. We have looked to other things and other people to be our answers. Only through Jesus can we see answers to our prayers. Only by believing that He died for us and has forgiven our sins. Only by accepting His gift of eternal life can we stand before Yahweh and know that He hears us just like He heard Elijah. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Be courageous just like Elijah and know that the Lord hears you when you come to Him. Did you notice that Elijah did not give up after not seeing the rain? He could have given up and walked away after the servant came back and told him there was no rain. Not once, not twice, not three times, but seven times did Elijah send his servant back to look for rain. And sure enough, there it was, coming on a small cloud that was about to become dark and heavy clouds filled with rain. Friends, faith is believing God hears us when we pray. Faith is believing what the Bible says is true, even when we can't see it. Faith is believing God will fulfill His promises to us. God told Elijah that the rain would come, and so Elijah believed God's word even when he couldn't see it. God wants us to be bold when we come to Him in prayer. How can we be bold? by having faith, by believing and not doubting that He is there and that He hears us. When you come before God and you begin to pray, the enemy might try to give you thoughts like, God doesn't hear you. God's not here. He doesn't see you. There is no God. Shut the mouth of the enemy and don't believe him. Don't let those thoughts enter your mind, but trust that the word of God is true. Trust that you serve a mighty and powerful living God. You may not see answers right away, but that doesn't mean God isn't working and moving on your behalf. Trust in his goodness and in his timing. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God because he rewards those who come to him and seek him. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Kings chapter 18. Make sure to tune in next week as we learn about Queen Jezebel's reaction when she finds out what happened on Mount Carmel. I can give you a hint. It wasn't good. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Father, you are the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. From this story, we learn that you are powerful and you are mighty and there is no one like you. We worship you and we give you all the glory and all the honor. We bow our knees to you and you alone. We give our hearts fully to you. Any place where our heart may be divided, 
Help us to cast down idols we may have looked to as more important than you. We seek you only with all of our hearts. Help us to be bold and courageous like Elijah. Let your Holy Spirit rise up in boldness within us. Open our ears to hear you speaking to us through the Bible and help us to spend time in prayer, talking with you and waiting on you in faith, just like Elijah did. We are so thankful that you do hear us, that you aren't sleeping or away on vacation or out to lunch. We thank you that you are always right there with us, and we are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I'd like to take a minute and give a shout out to some of my patron listeners all the way over in Tasmania, Australia. I'd like to say hi to Hugo, Henry, Spencer, Hamish, and Bethany. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. I also want to thank Tina B who left a review in iTunes and said, True Seekers is a perfect podcast for my kids ages six and eight, accessible, interesting, and challenging. Thank you for always bringing us back to Jesus, no matter which Bible story we are learning about. It's the perfect way for us to start the day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to our time together next week.